0: ABF Creator. ABF Look at them sitting around the campfire laughing and joking. <laughs> Seems like more and more of them are showing up each day. That means I'm getting quite popular at this school. I should probably be concerned about them attracting unwanted attention here. <laughs> but part of me—well, oh jeez, can't a guy daydream anymore? Yes, I'm still here. I was just thinking about which game I'm going to play with our guests, that's all. Hmm. What are these little cameras you all keep snapping pictures with? Where does the picture come out? Also, I thought they were phones. Whatever, technology might have changed since I last left Camp Red Room. but one thing hasn't. I'm still the champion at Two Truths and a Lie. Nobody has ever been able to guess the lie when I'm playing. So, how about it? Do you kids want to go at the champ? Cheetah Smeeter. I don't know what kind of hogwash you're talking about, Oliver. Eli plays fair and square. (laughs) Okay, here it comes. I'll give you all three facts. And you have to guess which one is the lie. Get ready, (laughs) this one is tough. First one, Camp Redrum opened up back in the 1970s. No, that wasn't like 10 centuries ago. I don't know what you're talking about, little one. Number two, Camp Redrum is home to a rare species of deer called the key deer. And here's fact number three. Elias Jackson is the one true owner of Camp Red Road. <laughs> there you have it. Do you kids think you can figure out the lie? I don't think so. <laughs> How about this? I'll tell you a story and give you some time to work it out. Huh? Gather around and grab yourselves some beef jerky. <laughs> oh, and you might want to hold your heads, huh? This story is going to scare you senseless.
1: That's lunch, students! Miss Lag called, called out over understand. the stampede of hungry kids flooding the hallway. "'Grab your lunches from your lockers and head calmly to the—' "'Mr. Mitchell, I saw that!' she yelled. Gianna weaved her way through the crowd until she caught up with her best friend Angie. "'Hey, Angie,' Gianna said. "'Will you save me a seat at lunch? I've got to go return my book.' "'Let me guess,' Angie replied. "'Short screams? I saw you reading it in class.' The two friends joined the stream of kids walking down the hall. It's so scary, Gianna said with a laugh. I had to finish. Besides, it was due... She flipped open the book and looked at the due date. Last week. Ugh. I hope Mr. Todd won't be mad. All right, I'm curious. Tell me quickly before we get to the cafeteria, what happens in this book that makes it so scary? Angie said. Okay, so this girl Sophie is being stalked by some invisible... She keeps telling people, but nobody will believe her. Okay, that's kind of creepy, Angie replied. So what happens? The boogeyman gets her? Well, then, Gianna continued, her friend asks to meet her at the park, but when she gets there, Sophie finds nothing but her friend's jacket on the ground. So she goes to her friend's house, but no one is there. The door is left wide open, so she goes inside. And then what? Angie demanded. Gianna answered, Someone attacks Sophie, and that's where the book ends. Gianna, I know your grandma was a librarian and whatever, and you love books, Angie said, giving her friend a playful smile over her shoulder as she walked away into the cafeteria. But that ending stinks. Gianna, it's good to see you. Mr. Todd called when he saw Gianna enter the room. Hey, Mr. Todd, Gianna answered. I'm just returning this book. Mr. Todd flipped open the book and read the date written on the log. Hmm. This was due on April 7th. It's not like you to turn in a book this late, he said. You better hope the library phantom doesn't come for you. Gianna scoffed. The library phantom? <laughs> Who's that? She asked, grinning. Mr. Todd was always joking around. Oh, you've never heard of the library phantom? Mr. Todd asked seriously. Mr. Todd slowly turned to face Gianna. Mr. Todd spoke in a low voice. Would you like me to tell you? Gianna nodded, ignoring the shiver winding its way up her spine. Mr. Todd studied her and then pulled a tall stack of index cards in front of him. Each was printed with a student's name and a book they owed to the library. Very well then, Mr. Todd said, pulling the first card off the pile and stamping it with a bright red overdue stamp so loud it made Gianna jump. It happened before your time, before my time even, 45 years ago, weird things were happening to people around this town. What kind of things? Gianna asked, keeping her own voice low. People were being attacked, right in their own homes. But when the police asked, they could never describe their attacker. Gianna gulped, and some people ended up missing, Mr. Todd continued. They just disappeared. Where did they go? Gianna asked quietly, not sure she wanted to know the answer. Mr. Todd shook his head somberly. No one knows. Still to this day, nobody knows what happened to the people who were attacked. Or the people who disappeared. When people looked deeper into these cases, there was only one thing that linked them all. Gianna took a sharp breath. What... what linked them... The only thing linking the victims, Mr. Todd said, was that they all had returned overdue books to the library shortly before they were attacked or reported missing. For a long moment, there was only the usual soft sounds of kids in the library. Mr. Todd even stopped stamping, holding the stamp above the last card until he smashed it down, smearing it with red. Finally, with a nervous chuckle, Gianna said, Stop playing, Mr. Todd. You just made that whole thing up to get back at me for turning the book in late. Mr. Todd stared at her for a long moment before speaking in a somehow faraway voice. You know, when I first started working here, strange things would happen. Like books falling off the shelves. And my boss would say that the library phantom has returned. Okay, Mr. Todd, you win. That was a super creepy story, and I'll never, ever return a book late again. Gianna hurried out of the library, not waiting to hear if Mr. Todd had even said goodbye. Wait till I tell Angie and Bonnie about this, Gianna whispered to herself, hurrying down the empty hall toward the cafeteria. Later that afternoon, Gianna sat at the counter in the kitchen, munching on cheese and crackers. Okay, I'm off, Gianna's mom said, grabbing her work bag. Check on Grandma, okay? She's resting now, but her cough is getting worse. Sure, Mom, Gianna answered. Out like a light, Gianna thought to herself when she checked on her grandmother later that afternoon. Grandma lay peacefully in bed, her comforter rising and falling gently as she slept. Gianna closed the door softly behind her and headed upstairs to her bedroom. Who in the world? Gianna muttered as she entered her room. Gianna caught a glance of something through the window at the far end of her backyard. Hurrying across the room to get a better look, she could see a cloaked figure was slowly walking backward into the woods. Just before it disappeared into the forest, she saw glowing eyes under the hood. Gianna jumped as her phone rang with Angie's signature ringtone. Angie! Gianna yelled, not giving her friend a chance to speak. You were never going to guess what I just... Gianna? Angie said, her voice shaking. You have to get here, now! The urgency in her friend's voice made Gianna's heart clench. What? Angie? Where are you? What's happening? G- Angie rushed out. I'm on the swings. Just get here fast, okay? Angie? Angie! The line had gone dead. Come on, Gianna whispered to herself, calling Angie back. Hey, it's Angie. Leave a message. (sighs) Okay, Gianna said, giving a last glance at the window to where the mysterious figure had been. It's fine. Everything is fine. Just go, check on Angie, and come back home. The sun was slipping below the horizon as Gianna crossed the desolate park toward the swing set. And she was glad she'd grabbed her purple varsity jacket on the way out. There were no sounds at all, apart from the squeak of the middle swing, which moved as if someone had just jumped off. Angie? Gianna called, her eyes sweeping over the first empty swings and then the rest of the empty playground. There was no one here. She tried Angie's phone again. Hey, it's Angie. Leave a message. As Gianna hung up, a shuffling in the bushes made her heart skip a beat. Angie? It was really dark now, and Gianna squinted to see as she stepped into the bushes. Her foot caught on something soft, stuck beneath the branches. Gianna tugged it free and held it close to her face to see in the darkness. She gasped in shock. It was a purple varsity jacket. Angie's initials were written on the tag. Fear shifted to anger, prickling over Gianna's skin. Not funny, Angie, Gianna called out into the darkness. That's the last time I tell you about a book. Gianna waited for a pause in traffic, imagining what she was going to say to Angie when she got to her house. Some joke, she scared Gianna half to death. Footsteps shuffled behind her. Angie! Gianna yelped in relief, swinging around, expecting to see her friend's laughing face. But it wasn't Angie. It was the same cloaked figure from her yard, with glowing eyes. And it was walking towards her. Gianna screamed and dashed across the road. Car horns blared behind her, but she didn't dare look back. Gianna didn't stop running until she got to Angie's, running up her driveway and skidding to a stop at the bottom of the front steps. The door was wide open. Oh no, Gianna whispered to herself, dread sinking into her stomach. The empty park? The jacket? The open door? This is just short screams. Maybe Angie wasn't playing. Maybe something else was happening here. "'Seriously?' Gianna asked miserably, slipping her hand in her pocket and realizing her phone was gone. With one look to the dark, empty street behind her, she sprinted up the steps. "'Hello? Angie?' she called as she rushed into the living room, thankful that the overhead lights were on. Until the lights went out. "'Come on!' Gianna yelled, slamming her palm against the light switch, trying to switch it back on. Nothing happened." Who's there? Gianna demanded. I can... I can hear you. In the pitch blackness, Gianna blinked as something began to glow across the room. Moving toward her, illuminated by two bright eyes, was the cloaked figure. Ah! Gianna screamed. She backed away from the cloaked figure bumping into furniture as she tried to move toward the door. Short scream said the voice under the cloak. It was a squeaky, high-pitched voice that sounded somehow familiar. Do April 7th. (gasps) What? What did you say? Gianna gasped. The cloaked figure stepped closer. Short screams, do. The cloak figure droned. You have got to be kidding me. Gianna whispered. The library phantom? The glowing eyes were right in front of her now. You're real? With a gulp, Gianna lunged for the front door, knocking into the cloaked figure as she did. Yanking open the door, Gianna looked back to see the cloak hood fall, revealing the face underneath. (gasps) A light beam coming from the streetlight outside caught the face perfectly. Gianna could clearly recognize the owner of the glowing eyes. "'Grandma?' Gianna asked in a shaking voice. Grandma didn't answer. Instead, she reached out her hands and with astounding strength grabbed hold of Gianna's arms, pulling her away from the door. "'You must pay the fine,' her grandmother said. "'Grandma, no!' Gianna yelled, yanking her arms free and reaching out to grab hold of her grandmother's cheeks. "'It's me, Grandma. It's Gianna!' She watched the glow in her grandmother's eyes fade away until her eyes were their familiar dark brown. Her grandmother's expression turned to shock. "'Gianna!' Her grandmother cried out, pulling Gianna into a hug. "'I'm so sorry!' "'It's okay, Grandma,' Gianna said, squeezing her grandmother and then leaning over to switch on the lights. This time, they worked. "'But will you please tell me what's going on?' Gianna said taking in her grandmother's strange cloak. Are you really the... the library phantom? Oh, my dear Gianna, Grandma said, gently cupping Gianna's face in her hands. I was, but not anymore. You saved me. I don't understand, Gianna said softly. Is Angie okay? Oh, she's fine, dear, Grandma said reassuringly. I hypnotized her, just the littlest bit, to make her call you. She'll wake up, standing in her closet, not knowing why she's there. We should leave before that happens. Okay, Grandma, Gianna said as they walked toward home. Spill it. What happened? Well, I was possessed, dear her grandmother exclaimed as if it was the most obvious explanation in the world. "'It hasn't happened in a long while, but when I felt it start to happen today and tried to explain it to your mom, I couldn't stop coughing. That's part of the curse.' "'Curse?' Gianna asked in shock. "'Of course, dear,' her grandmother exclaimed. "'No one chooses to be the library phantom.' Long ago, a strange man dropped an even stranger book in the library book drop while I was working. I opened it up, read the first page, and just like that, poof, I was the phantom. Poof? You were the phantom? Gianna echoed. Well, not all the time, Grandma said. But that magic spell I read in the book meant that sometimes, when a book was very, very late... I would become possessed and go find the culprit. And if I tried to explain what happened or ask for help, well, I would cough until I was blue in the face. Grandma, that's awful, Gianna said as they climbed the steps to their own house and went inside. Well, it was until you saved me, Grandma said, squeezing Gianna's hand. All I needed was the loving touch of a blood relative to set me free while I was possessed. And then, poof, the curse was lifted. Now, what's for dinner? But Grandma, Gianna said with concern, what about all those people that disappeared? I do feel bad about that, my dear, her grandmother said sadly. But I'm afraid I have no idea what happened to them. I was, poof, possessed. Gianna offers. Exactly, her grandmother answered. Hey, Mr. Todd, Gianna said, stopping by the library a few days later to see if there was a sequel to Short Screams. Hi, Gianna. Mr. Todd said absently, absorbed in pulling books out of the return bin and grumbling when he saw the dates they were due. Late, late, late. As she wandered towards the mystery section, she stopped and turned, hearing Mr. Todd's grumbling grow louder. This book doesn't even belong to the library, he fumed, roughly flipping open a huge old book, its cover tattered, pages worn. His eyes rested on the page, and then... Poof, Gianna whispered from where she stood behind the shelf, watching as Mr. Mr. Todd's Todd's eyes Began to Glow.
0: Uh, Excuse me. That's some good beef jerky. How'd y'all like that story? (laughs) Looks like it's got some of you looking a little... pale. (laughs) Or perhaps you're thinking too hard about two truths and a lie. (laughs) <laughs> I know when I've got someone stuck. Y'all need me to give you a hint, don't you? What do you mean you already know what the lie is? All right, smarty pants. If you know so much, then hit me with the answer right now. Oh, come on. Is it really that obvious? I'm the only person you children see around this camp. How could any of you know that I wasn't the owner, huh? What? Hold on a minute. Oliver! Did you tell them the answer? Don't backchat me! How else could they have known? And you had the nerve to call me a cheater? Whatever. I'm still the chap and a champion needs his rest. Enjoy your evening, kids. It's time for Eli the champ to hit the sack. (laughs) Come back tomorrow, and I'll have another story for you.